we can help kids learn these core emotions, they are going to have much better lives. That's scientifically proven emotional intelligence will impact their life forever. Why are Nike's Chunky Dunky sneakers selling for $6,000 on eBay? How did Mickey Mouse find his way onto a face mask? Exactly how did all that Stranger Things gear land into my shopping cart? We explore what makes you click buy on the products that stand out above the rest, thanks to a little thing called brand licensing. Welcome to The Licensing Mixtape, a podcast by License Global. Hello and welcome to The Licensing Mixtape. I'm Ben Roberts, content editor of Amir at License Global. I'm joined today by Amanda Cianetti, content and event director at the Global Licensing Group. And we'll be talking with Matt Winton of The Smiley Company, taking a bit of a different look at the year that was 2020. Matt, welcome to The Licensing Mixtape. How are you? I'm really good. Looking forward to the year end, can I add? <laughs> well, that's that's what we're here to talk about, is the end of 2020, the start of 2021. But I mean, let's start by building some context. I mean, what can you tell us uh, about Smiley's good news approach? I mean, given everything that's happened this year, well, it's been an incredible year for Smiley, really, because um, it's in these difficult times when society's in these states of uh, transition and uh, there's a bit of unrest. And Smiley sort of, that's the time historically where Smiley always comes to the fore. And we've seen that through many decades. Again, 2020 was a year for positivity. It was a year to be optimistic for the future because day to day has been difficult, but it's like anything else. As a business, it's been a good year. And as individuals, we're a positive brand. So we see a lot of positives. Obviously, it's been a very difficult year for many people. And there's nothing you can say to the amount of people that have suffered unnecessary bereavements this year and that. That is a difficult thing, but ultimately there's been some green shoots this year and a lot of positives for the future, which you know we focus on as a business. Well, I think that's uh, very well put. You know, I think the the whole notion of green shoots, uh, something coming out of this, is what's really to be focused on. You know, the year's been nothing short of unique. We can put it that way. So, I mean, how do you put a positive spin on 2020? I mean, you are a, a good news brand. How does that work in reality? What we've seen a lot of this year is, and we talked about it a little bit in the keynotes um, that we did at Festival of Licensing, was how we had this unique situation occur where we all, you know, we knew something was coming, but we never really knew it was going to happen. We never thought it was going to happen to us. And one day we're in the office and the next day that's it. And we're all working from home. And I think what it showed the most, again, being a positive person, was it showed how amazing we all are individually as people and how resilient and how we can readapt to new situations if we're forced into it because the thing is we live in a comfort zone and we kind of accept it for what it is kind of thing but you know we all found we were doing things in a different way and having to be productive in an alien environment and I think that it's a tremendous testament to the human character how so many have readapted and turned this difficult situation into a positive situation and you know from the point of view and Nicholas said something very interesting during the the panel discussion at the end of the keynote 
which was, you know, that all of these businesses that have kept staff employed and kept their businesses going in this this year of all years is is it's a great testament to the leaders and the leadership and the and the commitment to the cause in difficult times. You know, that's something that we Brits take great pride in, you know, the stiff upper lip in difficult times. I love that perspective. I think it's great. But and, and there's a lot to be said and a lot for us to learn about putting on a brave face and soldiering on. Right. Especially this year. But I love the idea. It's so easy to look backwards and find the negative. It's it's much harder and you have to take a much more active approach to look backwards and find the positive. Um, and I love that that's the smiley proposition. I'm really lucky. I've worked with Smiley now for seven years. And, you know, I feel that what's the most important thing in a career is to find something that suits you as a person and works for you as a person, gives you a reason to get up every morning and and motivates you to still be excited at six o'clock in the evening to talk about your job. You know, we work in this amazing industry where it's not category specific and we work with fantastic people that have faced unbelievable challenges this year and that's why we've had this unique thing this year where you know we've worked with brands who have gone into campaigns with us had a campaign on the table before lockdown and had to work on that campaign during lockdown and we found that working on a collection like a license like smiley during that time when people were locked down really brought teams together because um, it's that offering that spirit of positivity to their consumers in this time was so important. And I've talked to so many of our partners, big partners, and, and they talk, all of them talk about how it wasn't just about bringing the consumers together with the brand and finding new ways of engaging those consumers, but also it was bringing the teams together uh, remotely with people you know, lacking social contact and that we found particularly with uh, Pull and Bear and our campaign with Lueve, that um, it caused cr- tremendous creative incubation that period. And uh, their campaigns were, for me, were a manifestation of, of, of what lockdown did to people. It made them think more creatively than they've ever thought. And, and it challenged them to disrupt ways that they've done things in the past. And, um, again, it goes back to this amazing resilience of, that we can uh, that we can find such creativity in dark times, and I think that that's what Smiley symbolises. It, it is a symbolic of creativity in difficult times, and that's what you know. If you look through the course of history, and if you look through the artists that subvert and collaborate with the Smiley, it's that message of creativity in uh, in dark times. Hundred percent. Art the best art is born out of pain. The best music is is born out of of strife. And there's no great equalizer than a shared experience like we're going through as a you know as a humankind. And the art that's been coming out, um, and the creativity of companies and corporations who are getting behind and their brands and trying to figure out how do we how do we do this in a new way is nothing short of inspirational. To know that people can put their minds together and collectively think differently. We love seeing what's been coming out from Smiley, right? The, you know, you guys were already, have always trended really well on the the artist side and on the, and the creativity side, but it seems like in the past 
I, I don't know, year or so, two years, the new collaborations that you guys have been doing and the artistry has even leveled up further, which we're really excited to see what comes next. I mean, again, we've got an amazing 50th anniversary coming up in 2022. So, you know, we, we, we almost found a perfect storm at the moment as a business where, you know, we're selling our brand equity is creating a more conscious, positive and caring world. You know, when I started working at Smiley, people were like, but that's so lame, you know, that's, you know, that's not rock and roll enough. But now the world wants these, and I think it leads on to talking about what good news looks like today. For me, what this year has shown is the power of individuals and the power of individuals coming together collectively and um, the power of, 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 of people. And this is the great thing. And this is why, I mean, I'm such a positive and optimistic and passionate person, but I really believe that we've now reached the tipping point. And I, and I think we've had to go through a lot of this pain as part of the journey to moving towards a better, more sustainable, more equal and prosperous world for us all because the division in society particularly in the UK where I live has grown so much in the last 12 years that you know before it wasn't visible and now it is visible and we hear terrible stories running up before Covid before Covid was Covid was just the tipping point because before Covid there were nurses feeding from food banks there was terrible unnecessary suffering in uh, in our in our world but you know i feel like we've reached a point of change and i think that that's why i'm super optimistic that you know almost 2020 is the the year where we turn the page and we started looking at things you know in with more open minds more more sustainably more purpose driven more community more family and this is what covid has created without sound and whilst we've had these millions of unnecessary deaths and again your heart my heart bleeds I'm, I'm lucky so far no one too close to me has suffered but I couldn't imagine the people that have what they must have gone through but on the positive side of that we've stopped which we needed to do we've um we've spent more time with our families we've spent more time doing the things, the quality of life things that, that actually matter. And from this, we've been able to kind of look at the way we live our lives and understand that you can make a drastic change and readapt to that. Because without sounding like a sort of lunatic, I think we need, we were at the point where we have to make a change in our lives for the, for the, for the purpose of building a better future for our children. I think lunacy is the common currency of 2020. I think there's no fear of, of sounding off or odd. To your point, when the first lockdown started in the UK, people were standing outside their front door every Thursday clapping for the NHS. There was a complete collective community shift in perception. And there was that closeness, there was that sense of community, there was that re return to goodness, which gave people that edge to get through. Uh, we're in lockdown too. Now it's all about chocolate and ice cream. So, I mean, from a consumer point of view, 
there's been a, also a change in what's essential, what's needed, what what resonates with people. So on the positive side, I'd love to get your input on on how that's affected the industry. What are some of the positive milestones? The positive milestones for me are people. And I think that it's the people that are driving and it's the, the people in this industry. There's so many amazing people in this industry. And I'm, again, I came from outside of this industry to work in it. And I've met some really, really visionary people in this industry. But, but to talk about the people, what really I get the sense of this year is it was the year where we've become obsessed with celebrity culture and Instagram influencers. And it was the year that the common man became the influencer of tomorrow. It was, you know, for me, the biggest stories this year were of a fantastic teacher in Grimsby, Zane Powell's, who walked more than 550 miles during lockdown to deliver over 7,500 free school meals to children who couldn't have their free school meal. And it makes you want to cry thinking about things. The collective good and not just that, it was what that gentleman did inspired other people to do similar. And it creates, and this is this is the beauty of, um, you know, again, working for a brand with a social conscience like Smiley does, is that, you know, it's the, those stories of the everyday man or everyday woman or everyday whoever. It's those stories that really have captured the imagination of the people of this country and of the world. And nothing could be greater than the story of Captain Tom Moore, a hundred-year-old war veteran who raised 18 million pounds for the NHS walking his garden. Again, it just highlights the fantastic power people have, individuals have, and people that you've never heard of before. They did these amazing things and have helped change, change the world and change the way people look at news today. Perfect example of why individual power collectively is so important today. Take the story of Marcus Rashford, Manchester United footballer, who, who who's received tirades of abuse for a campaign to allow children to get free school meals during the Christmas holidays this year. And his actions forced legislative change in this country forced the prime minister to make an embarrassing u-turn and for the greater good and it just shows how individuals who are not celebrities and they're not famous people can do stuff that really resonates and really has a, a purpose in this world and that for me is my my takeaway from 2020 is how the common man fought back and the common man became the new hero. And going back to your point, that's why we went out every Thursday and clapped for the carers, because they were the people doing amazing things, keeping our food delivered and our hospitals ticking over and all the rest of it, just about. Well, and you saw that everywhere, too. Not It was in Italy where, you know, the the people would come out and stand on their balconies and clap and sing for you know for the healthcare workers and they would lead group fitness 
from, you know, from their, um, from their porches, because that's what people needed. They needed that sense of togetherness, but also to remain safely distanced. In the U.S., the same thing in New York at every, you know, in New York City at 7 p.m. every night, the city would gather and celebrate safely from their balconies. And, you know, it's been happening across the U.S. Teachers are now the biggest heroes we all know of. Um, anybody with a child can recognize that the role that a teacher plays in our society is immensely, immensely important and exceptionally undervalued at times. And they've come to light and they've become the heroes that they always should have been, right? So I agree with you completely. It is the year of the common man. And it is the year of understanding that who should be idolized and, and resetting that dial. Uh, and it's also showed that we can actually make a difference in the world. Absolutely. And I think that that's really, really important because I think, you know, it's more difficult for governments to create change because it's they're surrounded by bureaucracy and red tape. But it's much easier for individuals to force change. And I think that we're now at this point in the world today where more individuals are forcing change and we're really lucky at Smiley because we collaborate with some fantastic up-and-coming talent. Um, I was talking recently with an entrepreneur, one of these millennial entrepreneurs called Sammy Ryan, who's based out of Los Angeles. We've done a collab with her. She talked with such hope for the future and, and that's the great thing is I, I look at the millennials and Gen Zs and they're very misunderstood and everyone talks in general. My generation almost looks down on them and said they don't have a spine. But the thing about millennials and Gen Z is it's the complete opposite. They have more understanding. They have more empathy and they really generally want to change the world for the better. And in my generation, we had it much easier because it was easier to buy a property. It was much easier to begin a life. The millennials and Gen Zs, not only is everything more difficult, they can't buy a property. They've also got to deal with the bits and pieces that our generation and my parents' generation created through our lack of understanding of the consequences of our actions. No matter whether it's a Gen Z, millennial, boomer, what have you, we need brands to show us the way. So we look to brands, no matter how old we are, to give us some kind of guidance, some kind of positivity, some kind of reassurance, security to solve our individual problems and the wider problems that the whole the whole world is facing, societal, economical, what have you. So from the standpoint of a brand, how is Smiley providing that positivity, that that goodness, that I don't know, something new, something different for people, no matter the, the demographic? I think we I think it's different for us because we're a unique case, Smiley, because we've got uh, we're a founder led business. We're a family owned business. Um, so we can affect change much easier than, let's say, a large corporation can. We've got a very visionary CEO. It, it's quite amazing that the ingredients of Smiley is so, it's always been ahead of its time. It's a unique IP because, you know, if you think in 1972, the brand was born out of positive journalism. That was the starting point of the brand was to spread feel-good news at a difficult time in the world. And, you know, if you fast forward to today, it's like everyone's trying to create feel-good news as a consequence to the, um, the world we're living in. So, you know, they've always been ahead of the ahead of the curve and um, a few years ago Nicholas saw 
the need for us to move into the non-profit sector. And it was a very smart move because we readapted our original good news message to actually focusing on these communities, these heroes in the community, that because we thought that they're the people, they're the good news of today and tomorrow. And, uh, and you know, it's just that what it is, is it's that ability that once people see something good, it inspires them to do something good. And if they see a normal everyday person doing something good, then they realise that they as normal everyday people can do it themselves. So it's that power, it's that brand power. And I think that Smiley as a brand has this unique equity that we're established. We've got an established nonprofit that's focused on positive news, that's focused on, I mean, I can tell you one story that for me is important, is our collaboration with Eastpac. We work with a lot of brands and with all of our partnerships now, we try and push a charitable element because we believe that 10% or whatever of profit revenues from every project can be reinvested into charitable causes. So with Eastpac, we had a very successful collaboration with them at the end of last year. And we said to Eastpac, um, what are you doing charity-wise? And obviously they're part of VF Core, one of the biggest fashion companies in, in, in Europe. And they were, um, we'd like to do something, but it's not within our, our resource and skill set. So that was the beauty of a smiley movement was we have people from the charity sector that understand how to talk to charities because to do a charity project, it's not straightforward. Charities have very strict parameters for using their name and there has to be some due diligence through the process and you can't just say I'm doing this. You have to commit to a certain spend with some charities. So it's a, it's a minefield for brands. So what we did with Smiley Move and with Eastpac was um, we said, we can we can do it for you. We'll do the heavy lifting. We will support the content you need from that story. So we said, what do you want to do? Um, we've raised £20,000 from this collaboration. How are we going to spend it? And they were like, uh, well, for the, towards charity. And they said, well, it's November. We, we think we should put this money into a homeless charity. So the team at Smiley Movement match made them with a mother's homeless shelter in Odessa in the Ukraine. And that money housed, fed and educated 18 families this year. It does it because it's not a lot of money in our world, but it's a lot of money in, in their world. And, you know, it's that social legacy. Not only have you created a brilliant product that's sold out, you've also housed, fed and educated 18 families during a pandemic. And, you know, I spoke to the guy at Eastpac. He said, you know, of everything we did with Smiley, the thing that I saw posted on people's LinkedIn, staff members' LinkedIn, was the story about the charitable elements of the project. Consumers want brands that not only make them look good, but also make them feel good. And that is what Smiley does. And that is what the Lufrani family have mastered for 50 years. And that is why, you know, we're such an exciting brand for these times. That's an excellent point, you know, and, and it's only going to continue. We know that Gen Z 100% believes in cause-based brands. They're very conscious shoppers. Um, the brands they consume tend to have purpose behind them, tend to have a mission. They tend to essentially practice what they preach. And having that core element as as part of the entire establishment of your you know your premise 
is is what the future is, right? It's putting your words into action. And I love seeing that. Um, I love seeing that. It's very visible with Spiley. But that's the great thing about the licensing industry as well, Amanda, is I, I really honestly believe it's a future-proof industry in the sense that we offer, we can enable local producers, we can offer scale. It's an industry that will, I think is going to grow and grow and adapt to the changes in the challenges we face. Uh, and I'm very excited to work in the licensing industry. I think that's really important because it is such a full-on business. As we all know, it's, it's, it's really becoming 365 and three-quarter days a year. But, you know, it's, it's full of great people. The licensing industry is uh, something of an initiator, not necessarily an innovator, it's an initiator. So very much like you've got your Captain Toms who raise 18 million, you've also got the Smiley and Eastpac who initiate something and they get a movement going. People start to join. There's, uh, again, it's that movement, it's that community. A tribe starts to build and that's what's happened with COVID. Goodness has come out of this because people have come together. And I do believe that that's happening with brands. You had Barber, Gucci, LVMH all creating face masks everyone putting into the PPE situation like you're doing with the non-profit I think that's going to be a huge step forward to initiate what a lot of brands are also doing at the same time which is giving back and it's you know it's not just the sustainable angle anymore it is the social angle it's the responsible angle you know I think it was Seth Godin who came up with the whole kind of tribal debate and how those movements start going and it's 100% I can see it happening you're also working with uh, the psychology team at the uh, University of uh, Los Angeles yeah, Berkeley aren't you? Yeah, Berkeley. yeah yeah I mean we work you know for us we're positive which is really important for people's mental health positivity is is one of the most important things because if you it's a deterrent to to negative thoughts is to be a positive person but going back to what you said about the professor Keltner is for us we've seen so much um polarization and division in society over the last five or six years one of the biggest problems we face today is that we don't teach kids core skills like empathy, being more able to understand and manage their emotions in a healthy and age-appropriate way. And it, it all stems from this unique position where going back again about disruption that Smiley was responsible for, we were the creators of the first graphical emoticons. The beauty of what we understood about our emoticons is they've got a real purpose in the world in that children can look at an emoticon and they can instantly understand the emotion just from looking because the, the, the human face and the understanding of that. And by understanding those emotions and by being able to understand that that human face is sad and that human face is confused, it helps them to be more understanding of others around them. And it also helps them to understand their own emotions and to express because, you know, to say I'm a bit confused as a kid isn't easy to say. But if you could pick up a, a confused smiley face and say to teach, I'm really sorry, but this is where my face is at right now. It creates a great way for children to express their emotions and to understand their emotions. So we've got this fantastic tool and we've been working in emotional intelligence for a long time since I began at Smiley. What's happened in the last couple of years, these deep polarization, we really feel the need now to not just create products that aid emotional learning, but try and help 
Because going back to what we say about it's the need for individuals, it's the need for businesses to try and make change in the world. We know that social and emotional learning, we know EQ, emotional intelligence is now more more valued by employers than IQ. We know that you can have high IQ, but without EQ, you're not going to thrive in, in the world. You can't understand how important emotional intelligence is for the future of this world. And that's why we don't just want to create products that, because it's the, the great thing about putting emotional intelligence into products is it, it's a way of parents exploring emotional intelligence with their children through a thing that children find fun, smileys, and through the products that are in their world. So it becomes less education when I sit at home with my kids and I'm trying to teach them maths. And the only way I can teach maths is with bags of sweets, with saying, you know, here's three sweets, here's another three sweets, how many sweets am I? You know, that's how they understand math. So it's almost like that. It's taking through products, taking EQ into the home and, and educating them. And then the other plan is we've got very, very ambitious plans to launch a schools program in 2022, where according to the great Professor Keltner, forcibly put EQ into school, because the bottom line is, if we wait for EQ to magically go into schools because the syllabus allows, the finances allow, teachers finally get there, you know, I have a lot of respect for teachers, but you know what it's like, it's very difficult, the syllabus is packed, it's like they've got things that they need to teach. They're under a lot of pressure, resource pressure. But if we can take the resource pressure off them, if we can take the syllabus requirement and shape the syllabus requirement, which we want to do through art workshops and a, a learning pack of curated smiley content that will help kids, because it's that thing. It's sitting down and understanding those 27 because there's 27 core emotions we experience in life and they're all interconnected and the thing about eq is it's understanding that that first emotion is transient that anger can turn to happiness very quickly if we can help kids learn these core emotions they are going to have much better lives and that is undeniable that's scientifically proven that emotional intelligence will impact their life um, forever because this is the thing for Smiley as a brand. We're not sitting here saying it's our 50th anniversary. We're going to talk about how wonderful we've been over the last 50 years. That's not what we're doing. We're saying, what can we do to be for the next 50 years? How can we create a legacy? We started here with good news. And for us, our legacy is within a decade, social and emotional learning on the school syllabus and the impact of that. Because as Professor Keltner told me, emotional intelligence is it's not just smiley faces, it's music, going back to what Amanda said about music, and um, it's our environment, it's, it's, it's art and culture, it's omnipresent in our life. And um, yeah, it can only benefit people if, uh, if we take this subject much more seriously. And that's why, to answer your question, that is why we are linked up with the most amazing man Professor Dacca Keltner, who's the most eminent person in this, and he is in it with us to try and change the world. Well, I mean, 
who can say no to that? I'm really looking forward to seeing this schools initiative take place. I think after COVID-19, there is, as you say, green shoots of a new civility. There's a, a new way around things. And outside of consumer products and outside of brands and outside of everything else, there is a hard wipe. I really think there are some very positive things coming our way from Smiley. But unfortunately, that is all we have time for today. Matt, thank you so much for joining us on the Licensing Mixtape. Thank you, guys. It's great to see you. And I wish everyone a great Christmas. And and, and just to, as my CEO, Nicholas said, we talk about purpose. It's not easy for everyone to change their business model, to be sustainable, to do charity projects. And like we said at the beginning, just keeping your businesses going this year is a great purpose and a great act for this world. And next year, let's partner with Smiley. Let's change the world together um, because now is the time. As always, the Licence Global team wants to hear from you. Get in touch with us at news at licenseglobal.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn or Facebook to leave your thoughts or just to stay in the loop with the latest news. If you've enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow us on whichever platform you found us on and we'll be hard at work bringing you more episodes of the Licensing Mixtape. Until then, we'll catch you next time.